Hey there, I'm Edwina Kennedy, registered pediatric dietitian and mom of two, and this is the My Little Eater podcast. Each week, I'll be dishing out all the best info on feeding and nutrition for your baby and toddler, answering all of your what do I do when scenarios, and helping you gain complete confidence in not only feeding your child, but in parenting as well. Every episode is filled with actionable and proven feeding strategies delivered by a mama and a feeding expert who's been there and done that. I hold your hand and I take you step-by-step through all stages of feeding while showing you how to implement what I teach you so that you can raise a happy and healthy little eater of your own. Let's do this. Hello there. Welcome to another episode of the My Little Eater podcast. Today I am interviewing a special guest. Her name is Katie Kimball, and Katie is the national voice of Healthy Kids Cooking. She is a blogger. She is a TEDx speaker. She is a former teacher and a mom of four who founded the Kids Cook Real Food e-course, which, by the way, is the very first course I ever took when I first got into nutrition and dietetics and I had my kids young. And this was recommended also by the Wall Street Journal in 2020 as the best online cooking class for kids. Her blog, Kitchen stewardship helps families stay healthy without going crazy and she is on a mission to connect families around healthy food raise critical thinking skills using the lab of curiosity that is the kitchen and grow the kids meal revolution where every child learns to cook so this interview is gold and I love all the information that we pull from Katie she gives us so many tips basically as to why and how to start your kids in the kitchen early you may have heard of this before but I will say as I mentioned in the interview that this is probably one of the probably three major things that I did with my kids that I think had a huge impact on how they eat right now and on the skills that they've developed so if you want to learn all about age-appropriate kitchen tasks for your child, when to get them in the kitchen, skills to teach them in the kitchen, and how to actually teach them these skills and more, this is the episode for you. So I hope you love it. Let's hear from Katie. Hey, Katie, how are you today? Hanging in there, living the mom life, you know. I am so happy to have you here today. I want to start off by saying that you were the very, very first person I ever saw online, caught my eye that was teaching anything in the realm of pediatrics that I was like hooked on, hooked on your work, hooked on your product. I immediately bought your kids cook real food e-course and I loved it. I loved everything about it. And I just, from then on was like, I knew I wanted to go into pediatrics, but it like reconfirmed. I was like, this is so cool because I always, you know, my kids were young at the time. They were probably, I want to say four and six. And we were definitely like still working through a bunch of picky eating issues, but I knew the importance of getting in the kitchen and your course was just a godsend. So I'm so happy you created it. And um, I'd love to hear a little bit about your story um, and how you came to start this course and create it. Yeah. Well, shoot, I'm just tickled. My day is like way better now. <laughs> that that makes me feel really good that I'm part of your story too. Um, well, as far as, I mean, as far as my story, I had been actually teaching adults to cook online since 2009. So that was like, I'm, I'm actually a teacher by trade. I'm an elementary teacher. And when I left the classroom, I couldn't stop teaching. And my brain was constantly trying to teach everyone what I was learning with my like, little tiny baby, you know, 16 years ago about health and nutrition, because I was not at all into nutrition before that. 
And, um, and so I started, I started blogging, you know, back in the, in the day when, you know, people commented on blogs and people would follow it. And I loved that feeling of building this community. And one of the things that I heard from my community was, shoot, Katie, this is hard. I really do want to be healthy, but like, I was never even taught to cook at all, right? Like I'm at square negative one. I don't know what to do. And I had a moment when my oldest Paul was 10 and he had to do a speech for um, his fourth grade class. He had to, he could demonstrate anything he wanted. So I kind of talked him into doing food, right? Let's do, let's do a food thing. And I'm watching him with a chef's knife as a 10 year old, thwack the pit out of an avocado, impressing all the adults in the room, you know, worrying them quite a bit which I love doing. I love raising the bar for my, you know, with my kids and for my kids. Um, but I had, I had sort of a crisis moment where I realized the recipe he was making the guacamole was the only thing that he actually knew how to make. So I'd been teaching all these adults to cook and I wasn't even teaching my own kids because life was, life was busy. Life was crazy. I'm a mom of four. You know, we had like moved homes a few years before that. And I just stopped doing it. And I thought, shoot, if my generation is uncomfortable in the kitchen, and I, I'm comfortable and I'm not even teaching my kids. We're going to see that same cycle repeat in 20 years. All of our kids' generation will be like, oh, I wish I could get healthy, but I, I was never taught to cook. And I, and I know that importance, right? And so I really wanted my kids to have these life skills. I decided to teach them to cook like in a hardcore and like a really organized fashion that summer. I know myself. I know that I don't follow my own calendar well. So I allowed them each to invite a friend. So like, you know, part of the neighborhood came over because if I had it in my calendar, 10 a.m. on Monday, I'm going to teach my kids to cook, like whatever. I would skip it. I'd be too tired. I wouldn't have the groceries. But if other people were counting on me, like that was my secret hack, right? So I'd actually do it. And it went really well. And I, I knew other parents would benefit from, from some help, like help teaching their kids to cook. Where do I start? What's a kid-friendly recipe? What are the tools, you know? And so then that just became my passion. And the more I mean, once that started, once Kids Cook Real Food launched in 2016, and I was seeing like these incredible benefits, incredible stories from families, like I just dug in. And so it's totally my mission and passion now to get every kid confident in the kitchen because I, I think it's helping like not just their food, but their whole lives. Yes. Oh my gosh. I'm so, I'm so happy that you are doing this and that your platform's now online. Um, my, it's funny. I had a, what was it? An Instagram reel that I put up and it was the first ever thing to ever go viral for me. And it was literally just my kids who are now 10 and 12, mind you in the kitchen, making their breakfast, like to me, what seemed like kind of simple things, but I think it was really surprising for a lot of parents to see like, whoa, this is possible. And like you said, it's so much more than just like, okay, they're going to be healthier, but they're also going to be independent. They're going to learn a whole bunch of skills that they will take with them throughout their entire life in university. They'll be able to cook proper meals. They will be able to help their wife in the kitchen or make the meals or take over, you know, do all that kind of thing. And it was hard though. I, and I will say like, so when I was kind of commenting and talking about, well, um, you know, answering questions, how did you, how did you do this? You know, when did you start? I remember vividly thinking like, this is extremely hard <laughs> and it wasn't all like rosy and they weren't always just, you know, perfectly cooperating, but it definitely was about starting small and about doing things for me anyway, that they were really interested in. And of course I bought your course and that helped me feel really confident 
in how I spoke to them and how I taught them. So I'm wondering if you can kind of start by letting us know what age do you recommend we start getting kids in the kitchen? How young is too young? And maybe what are some tasks um, and, and things that, you know, you could recommend kids do on in an age appropriate way? Well, the how young question is one of my favorites because I get to see everyone's jaw drop when I say two, maybe 18 months. And they're like, did I hear you right? <laughs> because because we want our kids involved when they're intrinsically motivated, right? What do two and three-year-olds do? Mama, can I help? Daddy, can I wash the dishes, right? Like parents, they are asking to help. Do not say no. Um, there, there are ways to make a positive experience and allow our little teeniest tots to contribute right? It's just a butter knife and a banana. Any, anybody can do that. And it, I mean, at Kids Cook Real Food, like it's my policy that we treat all knives as if they're sharp knives. So I train the same, you know, I train the same skills with a butter knife as a chef's knife. And we, we teach the kids to respect that butter knife. So imagine parents, you got your two-year-old, they're messing around with a butter knife and a banana, right? But you've sort of showed them to keep their fingers out of the way. They're three, they're four. Now they're pretty doggone good with that butter knife and that banana. And, and we see parents of four and five-year-olds in our course shifting four and five-year-olds to sharp knives, to paring knives, because it doesn't feel scary when they've literally had two years of experience with, you know, a dull knife, but treating it as if it's a sharp knife. So it's, it's incredible to see. And, and it's, it's all about starting today. Like what's the best day to start? Well, yesterday was, but today's okay too. <laughs> today's the new best day. So really whatever your kid's age, so important to help them feel like they belong in the kitchen. Um, so you asked what's appropriate when we think about preschool age, two to five, focus on these small motor skills, right? In preschool, they're learning to hold a pencil. They're learning to cut with scissors. And so we do kind of the same things. They can move cheese cubes from a, you know, a plate, a serving plate to their plate or whatever um, with tongs. That's really good for small motor control. They can learn to pour. You don't need special equipment. Grab your creamer pitcher, right? Grab your one cup measuring cup, put some water in it, put some dry beans in it, and they can learn to pour back and forth. Um, and again, we really break things down into little tiny steps. So pouring is, you know, probably like a three or four step process or process in Canadian. I speak Canadian too, <laughs> <laughs> but, but the kids love it, right? You know, kids, we know kids have a longer attention span than adults. The kids will sit there for half an hour and pour water back and forth. And now what can they do? They can pour milk on their cereal, milk on their oatmeal, right? So, so there's a lot of little skills that tiny tots can do. I say, once they can read, we got to raise the bar right? Because once they can read, their, their executive functioning is starting to build, their academic skills are at a higher level. And so my, like my third child, his name's John. And when we filmed the course, he's the little four-year-old in the course who's like always licking the peanut butter off the knife. <laughs> and when he hit about seven, he actually came to me and said, mom, I would like to learn to use a chef's knife, right? Because he felt confident. He felt like he could level up. I said, okay, Let's start working on that. You know, how many seven-year-olds are using chef's knives in America and Canada and North America? Probably not that many, but it's my goal to get many, many more, <laughs> you know, confident in the kitchen. And I love what John says. He says, I like cooking because I know most kids don't know how to do this, love it. right? What confidence is that? He's, he feels that like leveling up of his skills and his aptitude with his peer group. And that's so good for him. And so, so pretty much once, once they can read, I say, try to start sharp knives with proper training, get them at the stove. They're mature enough to understand what's hot and what's not and teach them how to read a recipe. Cause that's a skill in and of itself. That's tricky. You know, it's different than a chapter book. Um, and then, and then now once you're in upper elementary, 
about 10 years old or so, now the kids are really starting to develop that executive functioning, those planning skills, the multitasking. And quite honestly, when they've been trained, 10-year-olds can take over a whole meal. That's that's the goal, right? That's incredible. Yeah. You know, I, I can't help but think of, I'm trying to remember like the names of those, you know, celebrity cooking shows when you have like, I don't know, Gordon Ramsay. What is it called? Yeah, like Top Chef and Master Chef. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And you have the kids edition. And I, I mean, you see these kids cooking up the most amazing meals that I could never dream of making. And they're managing multiple dishes at once. And it's like a time crunch and they're doing it all. And so I think what's really um, important for us to kind of remember and know is Kids can do it way earlier. It's just that they're not given the opportunity to, right? So I think about even myself when I first really started cooking, I could make like the odd thing here and there, but I was like 17 maybe before I really made like my first official meal. And it wasn't because I couldn't do it any earlier. It's just because I was never given that opportunity. And you should see, I was shaky with my knife. Like I didn't know, I I couldn't stir anything in a, you know, in a saucepan without having sauce spill out. Like it was just as if I was two and three, (laughs) Uh you know, and that's just normal. So I think it really is about kind of shifting to that mindset of this is possible. It is just not an opportunity that they've ever had before. So let's get them in earlier so that, you know what, it also helps us. Like it takes so much off of our plate when, again, I know, uh, for example, the weekends, my boys cook, they, they get up, they do their thing. They are, I don't even have to, to look or see or think about it. Right. Um, they make their breakfast every single time and they make their after school snacks every single time. And they make suppers a couple times a week when I'm tired. So I'm like, you know what, this is going to benefit all of us in the long run. Um, So I would love now if you can kind of, I know you kind of touched on it, but you mentioned about how it really is about skills, you know, cooking and teaching kids to cook is all about skills. It's not so much about finding that perfect recipe, right? I'm wondering if you can kind of elaborate a little bit uh, on that topic for us and give us some examples of some of the skills that, that we should be teaching our kids. Yeah. I love to flip, I love to flip people's paradigms on their heads a little bit, right? So like if you type into a Google search kid friendly it's going to it's going to finish it with recipes right or picky eating it's going to finish it with recipes cuz that's what most people search for the recipe is like the holy grail like if i find the right recipe life will be better my kids will eat their food right that's not how it works totally not how it works you know you and i know that it's not about the food it's about the relationship with the food and when kids feel like they're competent when they feel like they can take ingredients and make them into a meal. They're going to have such a more intimate relationship with that food. They're friends with their food, right? That's where picky eating is resolved. You know, that's where you don't need kid friendly recipes. You need recipes kids can make. And so, and so how do we do that? Again, it's not about the recipe. It's about breaking those recipes down. So I say, gosh, just to make muffins, which is pretty, you know, that's something that I think a lot of kids learn to do. Kids who are interested in the kitchen, they hop in, they make some muffins. Just to make muffins, it's like seven skills. You have to know how to measure dry ingredients, wet ingredients, crack eggs, you know, measure flour. You have to know how to stir to a uniform mixture. You have to know how to read a recipe. You have to know how to use the oven. That's seven right there. I've probably missed some. And so when we talk about, you know, what are these basic skills? Goodness, if you can teach your three-year-old to measure a teaspoon of salt, that three-year-old can get a compliment every time you cook. 
if they measure that teaspoon of salt, because what, what makes the meal taste good, right? It's the mm-hmm. salt, it's the herbs, it's the spices. And so that's what, that's exactly what I do is I look at a task and I think, what are the, what are the parts, right? So if the kids know knife skills and they know measuring skills, oh my goodness, like half the recipes in the world are open to them pretty much. Yeah. It's like, you- it's like unlocking this mystery. Yeah. And and sorry to interrupt, but question, do you recommend just for everyone listening that they teach them one skill at a time and it's like, okay, for the next two weeks, you're just going to be learning how to crack an egg. Or do you kind of recommend them jumping into a whole recipe and they try a whole bunch of different skills at once and then over time, all of them will get better? I I do kind of recommend the one at a time, partly for our own parent brains, Mm -hmm. right? Um, so I was, I was actually practicing a speech in front of neighbors last summer about kids cooking. And at the end, my neighbor said, you know, she has two boys. She said, I've, I've always felt like teaching my kids to cook was this huge monumental task that I could not handle. Like maybe I can handle it in six months, but the current me cannot handle this. Right. Which the six months later, me probably can't either. Cause we're going to be just as busy and just as stressed. She said, but gosh, when you said, just teach them how to measure I'm like, I can do that. I could do that tomorrow. So anything that makes, you know, that greases the slide that makes it easier for us to teach it, that's a win. And so I do think, yeah, just teach how to measure and you can co-create a recipe and then you can teach how to stir. It doesn't have to be super formal, like for two weeks, we will measure, you know, but, but really there's a lot of things when we teach the little kids measuring, they make taco seasoning, they make ranch dressing mix. So they, they make, they can use just the skill of measuring and only the skill of measuring and actually make something. Mm-hmm. And, and so each skill can sort of have its shining moment in a recipe. And for a while you're co-creating when your kids are little, of course you're co-creating, but then it doesn't take very long to build up a wonderful toolbox of very basic skills. And then they can create things on their own. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love it. I'm wondering if, okay. Cause this was something that stood out to me when I first opened your course and started going through it was like, again, the step-by-step breakdown that never, ever occurred to me, you know, with one simple task. So I remember it was like carrying a plate from like the counter to the table. So you're going to set the table. Okay, go get the the plate and put it on the table. (laughs) And to me, I was like, okay, that makes sense. That's what I would tell my kid to do. But you even broke that down. So can you just for our listeners today, give us a little bit of an idea of what you mean when you're like, no, you can break these down into more tangible, easy to digest and understand steps. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's, I always tell parents, it's so hard to remember what it's like to be three because it's been a while for all of us, (laughs) as much as we don't want to admit it. And we don't remember what it's like to not know anything. Right. So for example, have your kids brush your teeth. And you'll realize like how terrible their small motor skills are and how we've, we've got to like simplify, simplify, simplify. So for us, yes, carrying a plate is four steps. We say feet down, thumbs up, two hands, flat, yep, right? Because in order to carry a plate, especially one with food on it, you have to get out of the chair first. I mean, how, how simple is that, right? But if you have a two, three, four, five-year-old, you watch, they'll try to pick up the plate and then they're clambering off the chair and the plate mm-hmm. is rocking all over and the parents are going, wait, no, ah, I got it. Nope. I'll take it. Well, now they don't have independence anymore. So feet down, thumbs up, because kids will hold plates in all sorts of weird ways. And if their thumbs are on top, it will stay flat, right? Two hands. And is it flat? Yep. And so that's how we teach, again, four steps just to carry a plate. And that's kind of the magic of, of having someone else think it through for you because our parent brains don't want to figure out how many steps there are to measuring a teaspoon of salt, right? So that's my job. I'll do the thinking for people. 
And then we just, we just really simplify, break things down. Um, and it, and it really works. I mean, we have, um, we have teachers using our classes in their classrooms mm-hmm. with 20 or 25 second graders with knives. So you could imagine the anxiety, but the anxiety is far reduced when you have this very structured step-by-step system and the kids know exactly where to put their hands. They have the language to use. You know, we, we call things funny names like up and over soldier and we Pac-Man the lid at the stove. And those phrases help kids remember their safety techniques, right? Yeah. So, so teachers in a second grade classroom have taught kids to use sharp knives without parent helpers, I might add. It's not like they have 10 parent helpers in that they just have each pair of kids watch each other. They do awesome demonstrations at the front of the classroom, use our phrases, using our breakdown, and the kids are totally safe and they love it. It's the best part of their week. Oh, I love that. I think that's going to be so helpful for parents just to see like how we can do even a better job at teaching it so that they they can and want to learn. And that brings me to my next question is what do we do? <laughs> when our kids don't want to be in the kitchen with us, when we're like, okay, time to make pancakes or whatever it is. And they're like, no, I don't want to, like, I don't want to be here. Or maybe they get tired out. Like, do you have any tips to maybe again, keep it consistent, maybe like a weekly thing and what to say, what to do when they're fighting us on, on participating? Right. Cause the last thing we need is one more power struggle, right? There's already starting homework. There's online school. There's clean your room. There's close the toilet lid. Like, Seriously, we're, we're tired. <laughs> we don't need one more. Um, for those parents who have kids under five, congratulations. We're all very jealous of you because they're still intrinsically motivated, right? Like capture that. Um, there's some sociology research actually that says if you say yes to kids under five, they will remain more motivated when they're over five. So tuck that little nugget away if you've got an under five-year-old. For those of us whose kids are already in the power struggle phase, uh, it's not too late. It's okay. What I find is that success breeds success. Okay. So it's the competence confidence loop. Meaning if you get a little bit of competence, if you know how to do something, it feels really good and you feel confident and then you want more. So you come back for more competence, right? And the snowball keeps going. So what parents really have to do is start that loop, right? So basically if you get them involved the first time, and if you can make it, especially if you can have your kids help you make something for like grandparents are coming to visit or a potluck or something, anything where people outside your household will naturally compliment them, you know, and it, you don't have to work at that. You just say, oh, like, guess you made the chocolate chip cookies. It was my daughter, Leah. And people are like, what? Really? You know what I mean? So these natural compliments rain down. They feel confident. And then they're more motivated to come back. Like if you can get through <laughs> that first power struggle, um, I'm thinking of one of our members and she's a, she's a PhD, she's a professor, super smart, really important to her to eat healthy. And she hit this crisis point where she said, oh my goodness, we eat out more days than we don't eat out. This is totally not aligned with my values. What am I doing? And so she went cold turkey. She announced to her family, two girls were seven and nine at the time, I think. And she announced, we are doing a 30 day no eating out challenge. We are cooking at home. And the girls like lost it (laughs) totally through fits. Um, But they had done a class or two. So she said, well, wait, I need some, I need some help. Like who has the skill of peeling? Like who has the skill of cutting? And that's, that's by the way, a good strategy too, is once, if you can teach them one skill, you're like, oh, I need someone with the skill, skill of peeling. And people, the kids like, oh, I know how to do that. Right. And they want to come help. So the the girls, she managed to get the girls to help on the first day. They made homemade sushi. So like, these are not picky eaters. These are kids with a wide palate. And at the end of that first day, they were totally on board because they were involved. They felt invested. They made the whole 30-day challenge with the kids helping. And it it just snowballs, right? So take that first step 
motivate with external, con- you know, praise is really helpful um, in building that competence. I love that. Oh my gosh. That's, that's really good advice and keeps us all hopeful for sure that we can do this and that the little things that we do are not, you know, for nothing. Even if you bring them in and you get to do again, like you said, just the measuring or just the peeling or just the whatever, that habit is going to build their confidence. That confidence is going to get them in there more and, and soon enough it will come. So I hope that this is um, really kind of inspiring for uh, all you moms and pops out there. And I hope you look into uh, Katie's course as well. Katie, thank you so much for being here with us today and giving us all this amazing advice. How can we learn more about you? Well, it's been my pleasure. Thank you for having me. We're, we're at kidscookrealfood.com. So we always have something free right there on the homepage where you can get connected and, and start learning how to build these life skills in your kids. Perfect. Thank you so much. All right. I hope you love that interview as much as I did. If you found this episode to be valuable, to be helpful, and if it's something that you think other parents would like as well, would you do me a favor and please leave me a five-star review? You can just add one little line even of something that you loved about this episode specifically or about the podcast in general. It goes such a long way to helping get this podcast out to other parents just like you, and it means the world to me, and I just love to hear your feedback. So thank you so much in advance and I hope you have a wonderful week. Talk soon. Bye.